0: Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there, and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 172, entitled Growth versus Staying Small. It was published on Thursday the 26th of March 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I'll be joined in just a few moments by David Wormsley because we're going to have our second debate. The debate format is fairly new to us and we sort of try to be a little bit more adversarial and try to challenge each other's opinions. Anyway we'll get to that in a moment. Before then the usual housekeeping. Head over to wpbuilds.com. It's where we Put all of our content, which is mostly to do with WordPress, but there's a few specific links I'd like to point out to you. Head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Over there, you're going to find a couple of email lists. One will allow us to keep in touch with you when we produce our content, which is usually a Thursday podcast which you're listening to now but we produce two bits of content on a Monday as well. We produce the WordPress weekly news which comes out very early on a Monday morning and then we also have a live version of that news where we have some people from the WordPress community often from all over the world talking about the last week in the WordPress news. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. The other list on there allows us to tell you when we found out about product deals. So it might be a a discount on a particular plugin and we'll alert you as soon as we hear about it. Over on that page, you'll also be able to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast player. And please join us in our Facebook group, over 2,400 WordPressers. And it's very friendly indeed. There's a bunch of other links as well, but I'll let you explore that for yourself. The other page is wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. This is a bit like Black Friday, but every day of the week there's coupon codes for a whole bunch of WordPress products. So if you are in the market for something this week, wpbuilds.com forward slash deals might be for you. And the final one that I always mention is wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. And if you have a WordPress product or service that you would like to be put in front of a WordPress specific audience, well, this podcast might be just the thing for you. Okay, let's get on with the main podcast, shall we? So, today, David Wormsley and I are having our debate. It's about growth versus staying small. And the idea really is well, we're kind of often told the mantra that you need to grow your agency. Growth is the point of a business, it must be growing in order for it to be healthy. But is that in fact the case? What are the benefits of growing? Because there clearly are some. Should we have a growth mindset at all costs? Or are there some benefits for staying small? So, Join us today as we discuss this. I hope that you
1: enjoy it. Hello, this week's discussion is a debate Nathan and I have wanted to have for some time and it's about business approaches. We didn't know what to call this one. We called it growth versus staying small. We couldn't find an opposite for growth that worked. But just to set up the debate, we're really talking about the fact that there are many different types of businesses that are providing client website services and marketing and there's lots of different types of clients. So I think Traditionally, would you agree that most people think that growth is a good thing for businesses and we're all running businesses, but where kind of also a lot of us are freelancers like Nathan and I are where we might see it more as having a job so we're just trying to discuss really the business approach itself which is kind of the best so I'm going to take on growth and Nathan you're taking staying small <laughs> which is such a
0: such a <laughs> such a sort of derogatory title but uh, but one that I'm one that I'm prepared to defend yeah it's interesting though just before we kind of get into it and what have you The it is it feels to me as if staying small just from the outside, it feels to me as if staying small is often seen as the poor relation of growth. Do you know what I mean? In that growth always seems to be in all businesses, the goal, you know, the goal is to grow. And that is kind of the raison d'etre, I think, for many people starting off. Um, But clearly, you know, it might not work out that way. And you may feel a failure because of staying small, but I suppose I'm here to, to defend that approach as, as, as if, you know, you could
1: start a business with the intention of staying small, and that's completely all right. Yeah, and I'm going to be arguing against character. I'm going to be alpha male for this, aren't I? I'm yes. Pitching for growth. Yeah, you've you've had to, one of
0: us had to take on the mantle this week of something that that, that they didn't believe in, and uh, and this week it's David who doesn't believe in growth. So with that
1: absolute punch to the gut, <laughs>
0: we should start.
1: Yeah. So okay, well we got some points, haven't we? So let, I'm going to start with the first thing. So you know, growth is just the way that businesses really have to run in a capitalist market isn't it that's the way the collective can do more than the individual and with growth having a business mentality like that you can increase the quality of your service and the likelihood of innovation as you grow as your business grows
0: well you know what what?
1: there's definitely no
0: comeback from me on that in that everything that you've said is objectively true, you know, in the sense that you, if there was six people working on a team with me, they would be able to have six different sets of ideas and so on. So yes, I I'm, I concede those points are true, but um, but I'm I'm not entirely sure that I I need to worry about them too much because. I think the, the things that I can achieve are more than enough for what it is that I need to get out of my business. So yes, I could take on more projects if there were six of me. Yes, there would be six different ideas swirling around. But luckily, you know, the internet being what it is, I can, I can go out and reach out to friends and colleagues and ask for their opinions on things. And in some ways that, that kind of removes that barrier. But yeah, I, I can't argue in a, in a capitalist market there is definitely more that you
1: could achieve with um with a with a, a team. Mm. And it's also, I mean, I think one of the arguments I mean, I'm gonna borrow a lot really from EMyth Revisited, a book that I've talked about before on this. And in some ways that's taking a, a typical freelancer's view of running a business, which is to run it really more like you're you are an employee still. So if you do that and we've run up against this issue, of um, being able to accommodate work. So we've, it's famine and feast for us often. So the thing about going for growth is that if you're thinking about it as a business and you've got systems in place, you're going to be able to accommodate more work because you're going you're gonna to have that system to be able to take on more people and have processes ready as a business for when that work comes in and not just be restricted to your hours and what you can take on in any given period of time.
0: Yeah, I'll accept certain parts of that in that you'll definitely be able to take on more work and your roster won't have to stretch out to 12 months to 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 achieve the same amount of tasks as a team of let's say 6 which could probably do it in 2 months. However, I am I'm, I'm not entirely convinced that the the kind of the feast famine thing wouldn't still be there because after all if there's 6 mouths to feed and 6 people who's uh, chairs in the office have got to justify their existence you've got to find six Mm -hmm. times more work so the feast famine thing is is still a problem you've just you've got to put more work through the books each month to to pay for that and presumably there'll be a kind of like a a pay scale within the business as well um and it may be Uh that if you're at the apex of that pay scale you are the the person that ostensibly owns or founded the company Your salary is likely to fluctuate just as much as it ever did before because you've probably got fixed wage bills for your five other staff and they're going to be paid X and whatever is left at the end is yours. And some months that might be, oh, very nice, rubbing the hands together. This was a good month. And on other months it might be, oh, just like when I was a freelancer, I've got
1: nothing in the pot for myself. Yep, there is that the issue. But I mean in some ways that you're unlimited though, aren't you? If you stick as the one person with the number of work and you don't you haven't had a system, you've not employed more people, so you don't have those skills to recruit and employ more people. So once you've employed a few people then you've almost got the mechanism to grow and then you're going to obviously bring in people on perhaps temporary contracts so you can reduce down again but i still think you are stuck if you have got a whole bunch of what you would have to turn some away as an individual which you could probably accommodate more if you've got help
0: yeah um luckily i don't have a great deal of experience of turning away work <laughs> um or, or unluckily probably is is the way i should describe it most of the work that comes in my direction i'm, I'm happy to do and always have been happy to do. But yeah, I think I think there are models on both sides which which would fit a certain approach. And I I would also say, and you alluded to it, that in this day and age, the notion of hiring in temporary work, I know quite a lot of people who hire in work in all sorts of different countries. For very short periods of time so they might get a va in a different country where perhaps the the wage bill will be slightly more acceptable and they can be done on a very sort of temporary basis and so you might get them for a month or two months or even a matter of weeks and so that in the modern world of the internet that that is a possible way that you can still be a freelancer but kind of accommodate those tasks so you're right You're not taking on a permanent wage bill, but in a sense, you are acting a bit like an agency, but for a a, a smaller, more modest amount of time.
1: Yeah. And and a kind of related point, which you you could make the same argument on the other side, is the fact that the number of skills. So I recently I've got a couple of jobs which are more challenging than I've had and it is, it's led me to almost pushing those away because I don't think I've got the, the, well, I haven't got the PHP skills or the JavaScript skills that really this could do with the, the amount of custom work expected. Now, if I had a growth mentality and I was thinking of growing my business, probably... By this point, I'd be able to accommodate more of that kind of work because even though I couldn't possibly do all that as one person, I could get somebody who you know's got at least the PHP and JavaScript coding skills, and perhaps somebody else who's better on the visuals than me. And it would opening me up to perhaps better paying work in my growth and and more work, more possible work we could take on. Certainly, there'd be less time spent agonizing
0: over whether or not you had the capability to do it because you know if you had an agency and let's say that you took the approach that you were going to hire a php guy or a or a javascript person then Mm. you would just you know if any of that work came through the door you can quickly scope it out with them and say look is this something we can do okay over to you is this something we can do and very quickly you'd arrive at a decision. Whereas as a freelancer, I guess your process is going to be much more uh, communicating with people who you hope can help you out. And if they can't, eventually you're just going to have to turn that work down. So yeah, that's a that's an interesting point. Um, but you've still, you know, coming back to it, I'm probably just going to keep banging this gong. You've still got to you've still got to pay these people um, whether the work's coming through the door or not.
1: Yeah, I think the, the, the thing is having it in house gives you a flexibility you wouldn't get if you were small. The the growth argument I would make is the fact that if you can build up a team where you've got all the core skills needed, and each of those would have their core skills, so they might be able to hire in temporarily some somebody else but as a team you would be able to work together because you would you would have some kind of management system where you knew what each was capable of doing and how you worked so I think the the growth and having a bigger team could you could do achieve so much more because the regular people working with each other knowing each other's skills and the crossover over than they would do from hiring in temporarily somebody
0: yeah yeah again all those points I concede there's definitely work that I will never be able to undertake because of the limited breadth of a day time but also capability you know the things that I simply am not good too good at and I think it's in this industry certainly if you have a whole bunch of skills that's very hard to keep up with you know it's very difficult I would imagine to be a a real cutting edge JavaScript expert and a php expert and then you know virtually impossible i think at that point then to become an, an expert designer and have all the skills in that sphere so somebody like me is ostensibly trying to be all those things at once whereas it's certain that you know three three individuals trying to tackle those three different jobs are going to be better at it uh,
1: again conceded yeah it's more about the, the i guess the growth is in the terms of the the jobs that you can earn and the more profitable jobs so the more skills you have in your unit because you've grown then it gives you much more flexibility to be able to take on even bigger jobs which you would expect to be more profitable as you kind of raise up the your game really in terms of the types of uh, builds that you're going to make they're going to be more enterprise people are going to have more of a budget to pay for your agency rather than you as a freelancer
0: Yes, um, I've been able to accommodate most of these requests via the plugin architecture in WordPress. You know, somebody's come along and said, is it possible, so for example, uh, I'd like an online booking system. And if that was given to me and I had no plugin architecture and I was building this all from scratch, The answer to that question would be a simple no. I won't be able to accommodate that because I I can't possibly build you a booking system in the time that that you've allowed. But the beauty of being able to transfer a few dollars over to a plugin developer who's taken that on is one of the reasons I suspect many freelancers are using WordPress because it allows you to defer those capabilities over to somebody else. And should their plugin be successful and stick around for a long time and be supported and updated, you've got a fair degree of confidence pitching to clients that you know yes i can build you a booking system here it is this is what we're going to use yeah. you may like to keep that secret and just you know kind of masquerade that you've you've designed it all in house i don't know how you work but i'm i quite happily share what i'm doing and tell them about the plugins that i'm going to use largely because i want them to take on the licensing of those plugins but um the bespoke nature of it, so let's take an example, a ridiculous example. If the Formula One team came to me and said, we want a website and it has to do this, 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 and this, you know that they've got deep pockets and they're they're probably going to want something absolutely bespoke. It's got to do exactly what we want it to do with no deviation from that path at all. Whereas yeah. my current set of customers, they want it to do something and i'll tell them the capabilities of the cheap plugin architecture okay it can do this and this but no it it won't be able to do that sadly but you know that's that was a, a wish list really and it wasn't that necessary anyway um and that that overcomes the problem for me so i would imagine a team for enterprise clients is really valuable i mean completely essential almost but for the the normal, regular websites that I'm building, WordPress, mm. plugins, mixed with what I can bring to it, works just fine.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, I've had a, a client recently where I thought, I mean, I'm, I'm arguing for growth. But in some ways, I wish I was a bigger company. Because when I was looking at their requirements or what the things that they wanted, I don't think they're necessarily the requirements. I was having to explain to them, this is e-commerce And it's like, well, we kind of have to work in the plugins that we can rely on with WooCommerce if we're going the WordPress route. And the one thing is true, really, when we start adding a lot of these plugins in, they're not just designed to do the tasks that the client wants. They're designed to do the task that a number of people want. That's Mm -hmm. how they manage to sell the plugins. So the end product that they've got is heavier, more bloated than it would have needed to have been. Um, and perhaps less reliable than it would have been if they'd have gone to a company with a team with front and back-end developers who would have built that system from the ground upwards. And even if you're working on WordPress, the fact that you could build your own plugins just for your specific purposes rather than have to take one off the shelf, which has been built for a number of people. So that's an argument for the growth there. You can perhaps do, even on the smaller scale jobs, a better job.
0: Yes, I suppose it comes down to that one. Essentially, that argument does come down to budget, doesn't it? And the yeah. and, and I believe that's why WordPress is so popular, because of its plugin architecture, amongst other things. But um, the fact that you can dig into your pocket and drag out a relatively modest amount of dollars and achieve a very significant proportion of what it is that you would like to achieve. So let's say you had a laundry list of 100 items. You might be able to get away with 70, 80 of those with plugins, and you either then have to pay for the remaining 30% to be developed on top of WordPress, which is significantly cheaper, or you bin those 30 and say, okay, we'll just go with, with what's possible, or you go and pay 10x, probably more, to to have a team build the whole thing from scratch so it depends i guess what you want to do you know my example of um, the formula 1 probably wasn't a really good one but let's say for example you're a you're a company like there's a company in the UK called the trainline.com and the reason i bring that up is cuz i looked at it yesterday they sell basically train tickets throughout the UK and there's no way that system is built on top of a a, a publicly available cms he said I bet I'll find out that it actually is, but um, you know, my my guess with ninety nine percent confidence is that that system was engineered from the ground up to carry out the specific tasks that that company need with zero bloat. Everything that they need built in, bespoke, with a team to keep it going, and that team needed to be a team. There's no way it could have been done by an individual because mm. it's far too complicated. So yes, again, a concession. I'll concede that. You need a team to, to achieve certain
1: difficult tasks. Ah. Shall I put another point forward then? Mm. Mm. So you're going to have to imagine, I guess I'm in my 20s now. That, that won't be too much of a oh, stretch. Oh, no, I can. Uh,
0: you've got a lovely voice there, David. <laughs> doesn't sound at all
1: elderly. <laughs> no so uh, reason for growth might be just that it's kind of almost natural in life isn't it in a way that uh kind of so if i'm in my early 20s i'm thinking okay i've got the energy to start up my business now, i can do this as a job as a freelancer staying small doing the same thing over and over and earn a living but if i grow big and think of it as a business in my early 20s if I'm really smart and wise in my early 20s, I'm going to realize I'm going to slow down by the time I get to my real age. <laughs> uh, 56 now. Oh, so, um, oh. you know, and, and you realize that you are slowing down. You're not as sharp and you don't want to do as much. Now, Now, if I was building a business, I'd be building this sensibly to when I had my skills, I'd be training it to other people so they can slowly take over what I do. I'll build up systems. I can slow down and I can use my other skill, which I get as I get older, which is wisdom to be able to oversee the business. And then eventually, you know, I'm going to sell it or I'm going to sort of duck out. So I'm only taking shares, earnings from it. And that's just going to be the natural way of life. So that kind of growth is, is natural in my life in, in the same way that you might even find that in earlier feudal systems, you know, where everybody has a role to play and the elderly become the wise people, but they do less physical work. So I build that into my strategy for my working life. There. it's a
0: really interesting point and i can see it but i think it relies on a couple of things the first one is in in the in the sense that you're describing it it relies on a bucket load of hindsight which is <laughs> which is great and i think you know we've all looked back at parts of our lives and thought oh you know what i wish i could talk to my my 20 year old self um and give them some top tips about the <laughs> the wisdom as you've described it that i gained as i've gone through life But I don't think most people are furnished with that knowledge. I mean, I really wasn't. There was no sense in my earlier life when I began working with the web that, okay, the principle here is to grow a business, mature into that business to the point where I will have staff who are going to take on some of the things which I've grown a bit weary of. I will then be able to concentrate on other things, grow that business in order to sell it um, and then perhaps do something else, or maybe retire at that point, depending on depending on where I'm at. So I think that the um, I think the, the the benefit of hindsight there is good. I think a lot of people simply don't have that understanding at that age because they haven't been educated in that way. They haven't um, they haven't had the benefit of reading the right books, and they're literally going into business just to fend the bills. You know, to pay the mortgage, to put food on yeah. the table, just to keep it going. Um, And the lucky few who have read those books and taken on that knowledge in some way, shape or form probably are the ones who who figured it out and grow these big businesses. The other thing that I would say, though, is that even with the benefit of hindsight, I Mm. still don't think I would have made those decisions because uh, and I'm probably going to make this point over and over again. So I won't overdo it now. I just didn't want to. there's a part of me which just didn't want to have that aspiration in life to grow the business in order to sell the business and I will touch more on that a lot later but anyway that's that's my rebuttal to that point
1: yeah yeah and I'm I'm going again with me being a a a quite wise 20 something year old where I'd be the other reason for growing a kind of business that would ideally take care of itself in terms of the day-to-day would be that I'd be recognizing the fact that I'm going to get bored of doing the day-to-day and I'm going to need to have a change in my life. So, you know, the, my aspiration for growth would be the fact that I, I would be able to, as soon as I got bored of that, let it take care of itself. I've grown the business. Other people are doing those jobs. I can go and set up another business. Should I want to, or do something else with my time?
0: Yeah. Yeah, again, all, all conceded and different. But it is, I think I think hindsight is the correct word there because I really didn't have. <laughs> in fact, I would say it was only in the last 10 years that the notion of growing something and growing it in order to design the processes, document the processes, so that it could be sold on as a going concern, which was understood by the buyer to be profitable, That that... whole knowledge is pretty new to me um i purely got into work in order to to pay the bills and do some and do that work in an area that i was really genuinely interested in so i think having having hindsight wonderful but i didn't and so that's how it goes (laughs)
1: <laughs> I've got. I've really only got one more point that I can put forward and that might be whether failing could be for staying small would be the fact that with the feast and famine how do you find the proper time to do the marketing to bring the work in as well as do the work uh, if you don't grow or uh, get people in to help you to do that
0: yeah having a team which is solely working on the marketing must be delightful that must be such a pleasure Because I have to do the marketing, as I've said many times on this podcast, it kind of runs itself a little bit on word of mouth. But um, Mm. yeah, again, the the ability to divest um, tasks that you don't wish to do to other people—I say wish to do—you know, maybe that you don't want to do, but also you just don't have the time to do—that that that would be lovely. Whereas I have to do them all, so I'll grant you that. But 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 into Mm. that. Is the fact that maybe maybe I don't want to divest those tasks. Maybe it's maybe it's okay for me to sort of handle this. Do twenty minutes of marketing, half an hour of website building, three hours communicating with mm-hmm. support requests, and you know all of these kind of things all mixed up in a day keeps it a bit interesting. It's not the same monotonous task, and I'm sure that we've all had experience of doing the same thing day in day out. Um, and maybe people who are working in agencies can speak to this where you you turn up and you know that for the next 7 months you're going to be working on just nothing but javascript and the idea fills you with dread a bit you'd rather have a bit a bit of a mixture and a bit of a balance and I'm guessing that in a in a agency growth model that's not the purpose the purpose is to have bombs on seats where you are really really good at your designed task and you, that's you you get those tasks over and over again because you're good at them that has never sat well with me I'd rather be um, what is the phrase master of none I think than, <laughs> yeah. than I would be really good at one particular thing that's going to sound ridiculous to many people who just think no that's a shockingly appalling thing to say but it kind of suits
1: me yeah, I think I've done a very lousy job arguing for growth because it's not what I believe in, is it? <laughs> no, well, opposite. no, I don't think so. I think you've probably raised a bunch of really
0: important points. And the, the principle here isn't to sort of like slam one into the ground and say, no, we don't want to do it. But the it, it's true, there's clearly benefits. You know, the, the people who want to become, let's say, just take one example, people who want to become wealthy out of mm. working on the web I think they're really going to struggle to do that by themselves. The the only way to accumulate that wealth is to have multiple um branches to your business, multiple employees, multiple different heavyweight clients who've got deep pockets, and the agency is the way to go and history shows that, you know, the big players in the WordPress space, the big agencies. I don't know what they pay their directors, but I'm sure it's more than the average freelancer. Otherwise, mm. you know, something's gone wrong somewhere. So that might be the reason. Also, some people are just simply interested in the process of business. They just love the the cut and the thrust and the design and the strategy and the processes and the working out the employee relations and figuring out Mm -hmm. pension schemes and policies for this and that. They just like it. They like to be involved in a thriving, busy, changing enterprise. So, you know, there's benefits to it without a shadow of a doubt.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, we can talk freely now, can't we, final thoughts? Because in a way, we're we're always setting up false opposites, aren't we, in a way, because there's no way you you necessarily, there's no way uh, that you staying small doesn't mean you can't grow yeah isn't it I mean that's you know we know that we can we're all growing a little as with care plans and things like that that's growth without growing our numbers isn't it
0: yeah and and growth doesn't you know growth doesn't have to stretch infinitely out of sight that's that's, I think the thing you know growth doesn't have to have a a cap on it or sorry I mean I think it can sort of have a cap on it in other words growth for you might be just filling up your roster for the next few months that might be all that you need out of it and the idea of growth, more people, more wages, more more employees, the, you know, all of this is just the absolute antithesis of what I want out of life. I do not want to be responsible for somebody else's payroll and somebody else's mortgage. And I know it would never actually come down to that. But knowing me and the way that I behave, I would I would feel such terrible, terrible anxiety, I think is the right word, if the business wasn't working and I was unable to to pay those people's salaries or, you know, things weren't working out, I'd feel I'd feel that very deeply. And and I think probably that's a large part of my personality is in this decision. The fact that I, I've never wished to grow, is because I feel much more comfortable with the notion that I'm in control of what I do. And whilst mm. that from the outside might look very modest it it works for me and i don't have to worry about those those anxieties and those problems that 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 people who've got agencies do have to worry about and that suits me down to the ground it's just a different approach to life a different set of expectations and uh, and it just works for me i mean after all we are you know we're all different you walk down the street and you see every shape and form of life it's just all sorts of different characters <laughs> yeah. and some people are driving past my house in their jaguars other people yeah. driving past in their much more modest little cars you know some people have got a great big house with all the accoutrements in life and other people are living in a much more modest uh, set of circumstances, but you know the guy living in the modest house might have a fabulous, I don't know, side gig in playing the guitar every evening, where he just sits down yeah. with his family and he plays the guitar, and he's very happy. Just, and I think that's where I'm going with this. Ultimately, I think it comes down to a couple of things. The first one is my time, and my yeah. time is mine. There is nobody who gets to tell me what to do with my time. Now, of course, there there are Mm. clients who have demands on my time, but they don't get to say at three o'clock, we need you in this room with this bit of paper in front of you because we're going to talk (laughs) about it. And we need you to show up and punch your card at nine o'clock in the morning. Nobody's doing that to me. And I love that. I really love that. My time is mine. If I want to take an hour off now, I'm going to take an hour off now. If I want to, you know, go on holiday next Wednesday, I'm going to go on holiday next Wednesday. Now, of course, it's a dream. It's completely mm-hmm. false to say that, you know, just because you've got the capability to have the time to, of, mm-hmm. you know, to yourself that you you deploy that. You don't. You probably work harder. Maybe I don't know um, because yeah. you're trying to juggle all these different tasks at once. But the the time is is really important to me. I've got I've got small kids and i've been able to spend way more time with my kids than had i had to show up for a job and leave at 7 in the morning and get back at 6 at night much more time because i've you know go to get them from school most days and spend a bit of time with them after
1: school is finished and so on and so forth um you know yeah uh, no i was going to say you you said something and it just made me think of an argument for growth i was thinking i talked to you earlier about my brother in a way he's gone a different route he, built up a business it, I think it employs about 40 people now and one of the things that you said that you didn't like is probably one of the things that he's proud of I believe he is he, he seems to talk proudly of the fact that he does manage to employ these people mm. out of the work mm. that he set up the business he's given he's given work to these people so that's one of his pleasures I think it's interesting yeah and that's totally fair enough I just think mm. I'd make a terrible boss because I'd be worrying about
0: all of the wrong things um, I really don't think that you know that that would have worked out very well for anybody working for me. <laughs> but that's a lovely thought, though, encapsulating the idea of giving forty people a steady income, and he's been able to do that. I think is is absolutely fabulous. You know, there's no doubt about it. And if that's one of the motivating factors for him, and that's one of the things that gives him satisfaction, then great. I I wonder how much of this. And this is—we're straying into very dangerous waters here. If I open up this can of worms, but I'm going to do it anyway. I wonder how much of this is—is is my personality? Let's leave it like that. I'm not going to get into sort of genetics or nurture versus nature or anything like that, but just—just just me as a person. You know what it what it is because I—I I can trace this really right back to being a kid. I think if if I had the benefit of hindsight back then, um. I would have spotted this even as a child I would have known that there were some people around me who were clearly driven by a different set of goals than I was. For me it was always about being happy, playing with my mates, and again I'm talking as a child, spending a lot of time outside, you know, not really worrying too much about the future, just having a really nice time now, right this minute. Yeah. And and that sort of stuck with me I think through life a little bit. And I, and I, so I wonder how much of a component of this is, is our personality types.
1: I think that's it and personality is good because there is a a debate on genetics there and interestingly enough I've got two brothers who who are identical twins so they are sharing the same genes exactly one of them has the business that he's grown with the 40 people and always intended to do it for a certain length of time and then sell it off and that's his retirement very much going for the growth the other one is much more like me who set it up really more like working for himself but his priority in life like me is to have these (laughs) because he really really works in the summer periods when the weather's good that they has these long periods where you can go off to the beach and stuff Hmm. so two identical people with two different business approaches um one one intended to stay small for what they see as their freedom the other one not having much freedom but in And it's going to be interesting because he's trying to sell his business. The the one who's grown his business wants to sell it now. So if he does, we'll be interested to see, is he the winner out of us all with it? He's put all this work in and is he going away with a big pot and all this freedom to himself?
0: Yeah, it's and again, we chatted about this beforehand. And I was saying mm. it's an interesting notion, isn't it? The idea of a winner, yeah. the idea of a winner in life <laughs> yes. and the notion yes. that there's a goalpost. Oh, sorry, like a finish line. And should yes. your brother sell his business and stop working, then he's broken yeah. through the finish line. And for him, that race is over and he succeeded And as you described it, he's won, but I would, yeah. I would f- fly up to 10,000 <laughs> feet and look down upon the whole of life, the broad stretch from the moment you were born to the moment, sadly we pass away. And, your your brother, who's managed managed to sell his business, is, well, for the sake of argument, let's say he's seven-tenths yeah. of the way through his life. Um, and I don't know anything about his business. I don't know if that's been a frustrating experience growing the business, but let's imagine that it has. Let's imagine that it's been a difficult experience, mm-hmm. and it's meant that he's been having to work crazy hours every day. And he's done this yeah. for year after year after year, and then he's finally got to this point. He's sold the business, and now he's got this pocket of time at the end in which... He's, um, he, he's finished and he's got loads of free time and retirement is going to be glorious because the pot of money is, is overflowing and he can spend his money however he likes. Whereas you, different approach, you've had many, many, many years before the finish line of a much more mm. relaxed approach to life, shall we say, an approach where you've been able to take time off. You've been able to do the things that you like. You've been able to travel the world. You've been able to do all these wonderful things and and somehow they get lost and they never get weighed up. So it's not about the finish line. It's not about the moment of retirement. I think it's about life right now and life yesterday and life tomorrow and much more for me, life in much more in immediate terms. I yeah. History shows I've not really thought about the long-term future. My business isn't really aligned for that and perhaps there's a part of me that regrets that certainly as I get older those thoughts start to creep into my life but they never did until recently mm-hmm. and, and I think it's because I've been focused more on having quite a nice time now spending time with those that I love going out and doing things that I enjoy and I don't honestly know which one is right
1: <laughs> but I know which one I prefer Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? Where you're happy with your lot. I think, you know, when it comes to my brothers, they both are happy with where they are. I think I do feel the one who has built his business, though, perhaps has the more frustrations and and potentially uh, is closer to damaging his health more, which I think is a real key thing about whichever one you go down, you've got to watch your health, haven't you? Mm. I mean, my situation is the most ridiculous of them all when it comes to this recent period in my life, because I've only done this running my own business. because what i did is i I left my job i effectively went on a long holiday and then worked out how i could keep funding this holiday so mine is almost not even you know i'm I'm working out how to be a freelancer let alone run a bigger business you know so yeah so you know so i've gone to the extreme of the uh, of the staying small uh, you know mentality
0: yeah but you it from from everything that you've said it sounds like mm. I don't mean just today I mean over the many years we've been having these conversations it sounds like you have quite a nice life
1: <laughs>
0: yeah yeah I definitely
1: can't complain well, so yeah
0: so there you go and I think that's it right maybe the maybe the argument can be simply encapsulated in money versus happiness and not <laughs> yeah, yeah. not that the two are mutually exclusive, because clearly that's not the case. You could quite easily have both, but you could also have neither, or you could possibly just have one. And I think if it was forced upon me to choose one, as opposed to both or none, I'd go for I'd go for happiness and oh, no. time over money always.
1: Nathan, you win this one, but what's going to be interesting, I'd love to hear if anybody's going to talk to us after listening to this, if there's some growth people who are really wanting to grow an agency, really wanting to grow a business, I'd love to know what their motivation is and what their dreams are from it and what they're expecting. I'd love to know and why they do it, what what gets them up in the morning, why they're fueled to to kind of grow a business yeah i'd love to know
0: yeah i i would as well because it's so the antithesis of you and i and i i really mm. are sort of listening listening to what we've said and, and i think probably we haven't um we haven't articulated this so well because we are both so entrenched in our in our <laughs> stay small approach to life um, and you know, very much hoping that if somebody has listened to this and just been shouting at the podcast, "You idiots! What? <laughs> That's got nothing to do with why I began things." And, and you've completely got it right. Do let us know because it would be yeah. interesting. So yeah, reach reach out in the comments. Shall we? Um, shall we knock hmm. it on the head? Indeed. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. It is really interesting chatting with David about these because essentially we do flip a coin to decide who's going to be on which side of the debate. And it does force us both to think about either side, both sides. And uh, that's quite new for me, at least anyway. Often I've got a, an entrenched position, and in these debates I'm forced sometimes to take it from the other side. So, really interesting stuff. I hope you got something from it. Maybe you are the the person who wishes to stay small or aspires to grow big. And maybe we've given you some little pointers, some bits of advice about why both positions might have their own merits. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by WP and Op. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health related illness. WP and Op supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training and counselling. Please help enable WP and Up by visiting WPNUP.org forward slash give. As I said at the top of the show, we do plenty of WordPress related stuff each week. We'll be back next Thursday for the next podcast and also on Monday twice 7am in the morning. I will release the WordPress weekly news so you can subscribe to that forward slash subscribe WPBuilds.com forward slash subscribe I should say. And also 2pm UK time, we'll also have the live version of the news. So plenty to look forward to, and maybe we'll catch you at some point during the coming week. I'll fade in some cheesy but quite chirpy music and say bye-bye for now.